Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And joining me today is a good friend of mine, someone that I've looked forward to interviewing for quite some time. He is a speaker. He is a trainer. He is a past president of the Mountain West chapter of the National Speakers Association, where I've gotten to know him quite well. And his name is Tyler Hurd. Hello, Tyler. Hey, Paul. How's it going today? It's going even better now that you're with me. <laughs> yeah, the feeling's mutual. <laughs> we should have some fun today. You know, we've we've known each other for a little while, and we share um, a lot of common associations, but also just a, a passion and enthusiasm for speaking and sharing messages that create hope and and really make a difference in the lives of people that are in our audiences. So I'm excited that we have this, this opportunity to have this conversation. Tyler, give us a little introduction of you, who you are, what you're doing, just so that our listeners can get a sense for who you are. Yeah, so... Um, so like Paul introduced me as, I'm Tyler Hurd, and my website's uh, tylerhurd.com. And the way that all came about was uh, my whole life, I've, uh, I've always thought that the world could be a better place because we're passing through it and not in a cocky way or anything. It's just uh, be a good person, make good decisions and use your talents to bless other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in college, I was about, I probably had about a year left in my undergrad. I was doing my undergrad in finance. And a guy by the name of Dan Clark came and spoke at Westminster College where I was going. And it's a small private college just nestled, you know, right, right by the mountains in, uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah. And he came and spoke. And during that time, I had decided that I had three goals. Number one, always be able to provide for my family. Number two, use my talents to do so. Number three, make the world a better place because I was passing through it. Mm. And I decided as soon as, as soon as, whatever that was lined up that I would go do that thing. And so I come from a family of 14 kids. We have seven boys and seven girls. Oh, wow. And, uh, we did, we didn't have everything, but at the same time we had everything. Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, I had a mom and a dad who loved me and always supported me. And I had brothers and sisters that always had my back. I always had someone to play with and, you know, so, so we had a lot. And, uh, we can talk about that another time about perspective on things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so I've, I've always had this burning desire to help. And, and that's just what I learned growing up. You help each other out. So mm-hmm. he, I'm sitting there and Dan's sharing the story about, do you believe one moment in time can change everything? And I'm back there and it was like the heavens open. I got chills and he started sharing this story and I'm just in tears. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm with about a hundred other MBA students, you know, <laughs> And I'm in tears and I'm like, oh man, this is not good. Yeah. And so anyway, um, the, the heavens open and it, w- it was like, you know, God was speaking directly to me. And he said, Tyler, this is what you were born to do. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I thought, wow, I could provide for my family doing this, use my talents to do so and make the world a better place because I'm passing through it. Mm-hmm. And so I went up to Dan afterward, you know, me being this, some people call it being naive, I call it ambitious. And so <laughs> I, I went up to him and I said, Hey, Dan, I want to be a professional speaker. And he was like, Oh, it's easy. You do this, this, and this. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. And so little, I, little did I know I would, uh, this would, this would uh, change my path and, and, and journey uh, immensely and, and all for the yes. better. And that was in the spring of 2009. And at the time we had a one year, uh, let's see. Yeah. Our son was about one and mm-hmm. I was in the middle of my MBA and uh, I came home and I said, Hey, sweetie, I, I think I'm going to be a speaker. And she, you know, she's <laughs> like, well, okay, what does that mean? I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm really going to start looking into it. Uh-huh. And so anyway, here we are in 2017 and, and uh, I, I joined the local chapter of the national speakers association and, I had actually been working at discover at the time and they had been paying most of my college. And, uh, Mm -hmm. so I, I applied to be a trainer at discover and I started training and it's just, I fell in love with it and I figured out that it truly was what I was born to do. And so here we are all this time later and I've met fantastic people like you, Paul, and several others along the way that are, that are making a huge difference in the world. And these are people you'd stand next to in the grocery store and talk to. And you wouldn't even know anything about them, but you'd know something was different. You'd go home and Google their name. You'd be like, oh, no wonder (laughs) that person's awesome. (laughs) Like you, for example. (laughs) I think the associations are the best part of this business that you and I are both involved with. Uh, Absolutely. Getting to know these people. You mentioned Dan Clark. Dan has been a guest on my show, and he's a dear friend of mine as well. And he said something that caught my attention when I was first associated with the cha- with our chapter of the National Speakers Association. And he said, speakers change lives. And that got in my head. It's just kind of like what you're talking about, Tyler, that you want to make a difference. You want that that your contribution, whatever it is that you're offering to the world actually makes a difference and changes some lives out there. Now, I, I know that that lights you up, Tyler. It was kind of funny when you were saying you got a tear in your eye because anybody who knows you <laughs> knows that those tears are, are near the surface when it's something that is really meaningful and powerful that you're passionate about. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, the other day, um, there was this, there was this group putting on a a little um, display in in a cafeteria and I, they had this big board with clouds and it said, what is your dream? And they were celebrating Black History Month and they were showing videos of, of, um, you know, different, different people who, um, who have made a difference. And in that cloud, I wrote, um, my dream is to make the world a better place through the spoken word. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that the spoken word is a lot more powerful than people think. And yes. I'm, and maybe it's because of the industry we're in, but I'm on a mission because <laughs> the spoken word is not dead. And people talk about, you know, oh, meetings will change to holograms and you can watch videos and you can just read things online. And I beg to differ. Those things can move us, but think about when you're at a meeting. Think about when you meet someone face-to-face. Think about the feelings and emotions that happen there. 
and it's just different. And I believe that we throw we throw words around way too often and without meaning behind them, and it mm. it can damage people. And we don't think about the impact those things have on on the people that surround us and the people we meet each day. Right. And, and so, um, because of that, uh, I really try to to choose my words wisely, especially mm-hmm. when I'm speaking to to have that impact. But it's not just when you're speaking, it's also on and off the stage. And we hear that in, in the speaking world often. And so Paul, if we could, uh, let me just share a little bit about, about what I, what I'm passionate about right now in speaking. And that is that we, we need to give more than we take because life is like a bank. We need to deposit, deposit, deposit. And every once in a while we make a withdrawal. The second Mm -hmm. thing is one moment in time truly can change everything. And the third thing is leave no regrets by being willing to change. <sighs> and I know those sound like feel good and, and, you know, woo woo and stuff like that. But in reality, those are truths in my life. And the great Glenna Salisbury, uh, she, she's a, she's a speaker and she asks what your universal truths are. Mm-hmm. And I've found that those three things are universal truths to me. So if we could um, expand on those a little bit and help our listeners understand what those mean and, and maybe help them to live on purpose through these principles. Is that okay? I love that direction, Tyler. And and you've walked us right into, I think, something that could be a very valuable contribution to this show. Go back to that first one. Start us off with, with that idea. Um, Tell us where you're coming from on that. Yeah. So give more than you take, you know, uh, working for Discover, it, it's a bank, right? And so I learned about interest and money right. and, and all those types of things. And so uh, really, I I looked at that and I was sitting in Dan Clark's basement with him one time and, and we we were working on this keynote and, and he said, you know, let, let, let's play with this idea a little bit. And I said, wow, that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what happened was about four years ago, my life completely fell apart, Paul. And, mm. uh, and you and I have talked about this a little bit before, mm. and I hope, I hope that it, it blesses others and helps them by, by me sharing what happened. So my marriage was fine. My children were fine. Everybody always thinks that that's what I mean by that. It, my, my life was great <laughs> from in that state, from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, I was working, I was, I was working 10 to 12 hours a day with no end in sight. Let let me describe it this way. I felt like I was on a broken treadmill. Instruments were broken, unplugged from the wall, but the belt was going as fast as it could. And I never knew if it was going to stop. Mm. And I was just, I I was just here. And so what happened was I started experiencing severe anxiety and panic attacks and I had no idea what they were. And it scared, it scared the life out of me. And uh, I'm still undoing some of that even today. Oh, and so it's a a remarkable experience. I I pick the word remarkable. Um, It has such a profound impact and it teaches you a lot. That's one reason I said remarkable. And it also can leave a mark. Yeah, absolutely. And it did leave a mark. And, uh, and sometimes it still does. However, I love what you said about Remarkable because there are actually a lot of blessings that have come from it that have allowed me to, to give to others. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I've always considered myself a, a giver. Some may beg to differ. I don't know. But 
um, I've also, I've always considered myself a giver and it's not in, you know, writing million dollar checks to charities or anything. It's, it's these things we do each and every day to bless other people's lives. And so I found myself on the receiving end of the giving and it completely changed my perspective about what giving truly means. And so it's one thing to give, it's another thing to receive that gift and it changes everything about the way you see giving. And so that happened to me and it was, it was a really, really profound experience and a lot of blessings have come from that. And one of the things that's happened as a result of it is I developed a twitch in my left shoulder and last, it was about, it was a little over a year ago that this happened and it made me want to crawl in a hole and die because I thought, how can I ever go share from the stage and be with other people? They're going to notice this imperfection. It's going to distract and, mm-hmm. and this and that. And I got in my own head and I forgot my purpose of why I do what I do. And so as soon as I started to get over that, I started to relinquish control of my Twitch. And my little brother, he's had a Twitch since he was about 11 or 12. And mm-hmm. I called him up and I said, I said, Devin, dude, I'm struggling, man. And it had just sent me back into this anxiety panic tailspin for some reason. And I called him up and I said, what do you do? How do you deal with this? And he said, Tyler, embrace the Twitch. Embrace the Twitch. And I thought, wow. And that was, that was the big moment for me because I thought I do need to embrace that. And one of the things this, this whole process has taught me is I felt like I was in the struggle my whole life. And all of the sudden I realized that that was a, that was an attitude and a perception. And um, mm-hmm. my dear, dear friend and mentor mm-hmm. and hero, uh, Doug Nielsen, he wrote a book called uh, Take Life by the Helm. Right. And he, uh, and, and he has just stayed by my side through all of this. And he's just been so great to me. And one of the things he taught me is that which we resist will persist. Hmm. It's like you're and giving your, your precious life energy to sustain it. Exactly. And so, and anybody that's experienced anxiety and panic knows that you feed that, you fuel that fire and you feed that wolf with that analogy and, and it just happens more and more. And so as soon as you relinquish control of it, and as soon as you, as soon as you, you don't give into it, but you give to it, meaning you let go and you just, you just say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm going in a different direction. And that's really hard to do when you're in the thick of it. And so anyway, I, I, I've really learned a lot from that. And I, I'm, I'm still learning to embrace the Twitch. But I would ask our listeners, what's your Twitch? Uh, it, may not be, it may not be physical. It may not be visible to, to the human eye. But we all have that Twitch. What's your proverbial Twitch? What's that one thing that makes you want to crawl in a hole and die? Right. And you, need to, and you need to face that. You need to get over it. And you need to go give more than you take because life is like a bank. You deposit, deposit, deposit. And every once in a while, you make a withdrawal. The withdrawals are going to happen. So you're saying, hey, let's get those deposits flowing and give more than you take. Folks, as we go into this first break, Tyler Hurd at Live On Purpose Radio today. We've got some great points coming up right as we come back. Stick with us. know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app 
that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit where you get mm, mental training it. on seven core skills to happiness and you get the tracking ability too so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. And welcome back. Tyler Hurd at Live On Purpose Radio today. Tyler, you're bringing it. <laughs> I hope so. This is a lot of fun. You know, when you mentioned that first point that you're so passionate about, to give more than you take, it occurred to me as you were telling your story that we all have to take. We all will be in a position at some point where we are receiving service from others, and there is nothing wrong with that. Your point, I think, is let's make sure that we step up and contribute and keep the balance on the positive end, that we're always giving more than we're receiving, serving more than we're being served. Is that fair? Yeah. And and I have a concept in that that I talk about called being selfishly unselfish. Mm. And so to get to a place where we can help others, we have to be selfish sometimes and work on ourselves and, and get to that place. The key is that you do something with it to help others. And that's where the unselfish part comes in. Mm -hmm. So I went to, for example, I spent a lot of time and work and effort going to college all with the purpose of making the world a better place, but most importantly, providing a good life for my family and good life, whatever that looks like to you. So I was being selfish. Mm -hmm. It was very time consuming. My, my wife, we always joke around. She was a single mother for, for a while. Um, and so, I was, there was that time where I was being selfishly unselfish. So I had, to, I had to do some of those things to, for the greater good, but along the way, you can still be unselfish. So being selfishly unselfish allows you to give more than you take. Yes. Put you in position to do exactly what you're talking about here. Exactly. So, Tyler, you mentioned earlier when you were telling a story about Dan Clark and you heard him say something about one moment in time. And I think that's the second point you wanted to make today. Tell us about that. Yeah. So one moment in time is really interesting because a lot of people think that it's this major event that's happened. And that's not necessarily true. What happens every day in our lives can have the most profound effect on each and every one of us. But we have to be living on purpose and paying attention and awake enough to notice these one moment in times. And I've had big, profound moments like the night I met Dan Clark and he spoke. It was it was amazing. I mean, it rocked me to my core and changed everything about what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But then there's these ones that we have every day. And that's what I'm more worried about with people in allowing them to truly live. Let me give you an example. Uh, mm. When I was in that mess that I told you about earlier of, of, of work and, and uh, hardly seeing my family and just chasing the mighty dollar that way, right. I came home one day and I was just exhausted. I mean, I was getting up at you know 4.45 in the morning, 5 a.m. and I wasn't getting home till six or seven at night sometimes, sometimes even nine at night. Mm -hmm. And I came home one day and I opened the front door and my oldest boy, he, he's now eight. And my, my daughter at the time, uh, 
at the time, meaning I, I, I don't think we'd had our third child yet. And so it was my son and my daughter and she's, she's now six. And I opened the door and they came up and only as a kid can, you know, wraps their little arms around my legs. Oh yeah. And they just both belled out daddy's home. And they were so excited. And that's nothing new to a, a parent that has children. But what happened next was one moment in time that changed everything. Mm. As they hugged me and said, daddy's home, and they were so cheery and I was just exhausted from the day. I stood on the landing of, of my house in the, in the front door entryway and it hit me. And the thought crossed my mind, Tyler, your children, they don't give a rip what you do for a living. And they couldn't care less how much money is in your bank account. Right. All they want is time with their daddy. Yep. And that changed everything for me about the way I see money, about what I do each day, everything about it. That was a one moment in time that changed everything for me. It was, it was this day-to-day, day-in-and-day-out thing that it, the stars aligned. It was the right moment, and it happened. And I believe those happen every single day in one, each one of our lives. Oftentimes, we just don't stop long enough to recognize them, or we recognize them, and we don't do anything with them. And if we pay attention, we'll see them all around us. Exactly. And, you know, one moment in time is also about, it's about making choices, right? Um, Doug, Doug taught me this concept. So, uh, Paul, can we change the past? <laughs> Boy, we sure try sometimes, don't we? We insist that it be different. <laughs> yeah, we do, right? <laughs> can, can we predict and control the future? Well, you know what? I think we have a better shot at impacting the future than we do the past. Yeah. And what's missing from this past and future? Well, there's something in between the two of them. Is that what you're getting at? Exactly. It's the present, (laughs) right? Right. And so we can, you're absolutely right, Paul. We can do things in the present that that help shape the future, but Mm -hmm. we really can't control the future. And so what happens is we start living in the past and the future. And I know you know all of this, Paul, and I'm sure yeah. you, you teach your, your clients this all the time. Um, when we try to live in the past and the future, it takes away our agency. And hmm. the present is what matters. And, and Doug taught me this when all of this happened to me. He was describing what I was experiencing. And it's hmm. never, never left me because it was such a profound one moment in time for me. and. Yeah it made me realize that the more I live in the present, the more I live on purpose, the more I live in the present, the more I can recognize those one moments in time and my agency isn't taken away. I have a choice every second of every day and I choose what I do at that moment. Yet we go about life and we make these split second decisions all the time and don't even think twice about them. And because of what happened to me, uh, time has a funny way of of slowing down and almost standing still when you're going through something like that, right? Yeah. And so, uh, and then it can speed up very quickly. So we do this all the time. And and when that happened to me, time slowed down and I had to start recognizing those things and I had to learn to live in the present again. And that's where I learned that one moment in time really does change everything. And these experiences I had had and what they meant, for example, when I met Dan, that was a, 
profound one moment in time that changed everything. So again, I would ask the audience, what are those one moments in time that have changed everything for you? What are the ones you may have missed? What are the ones that may happen after you listen to this podcast that you can do something with to make your life better and the, the ones you love better? Watch for them. Pay attention because they're coming. Absolutely. They come all the time, all the time. And so, Paul, leading up to the, leading up to the last one, um, I believe if you're giving more than you take and that you recognize those one moments in time can change everything, that helps us to leave no regrets. And leaving no regrets, a lot of people think what that means is, you know, oh, I got to go climb Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, Paul, for most of us, that, that would never become a reality. Statistically, right. uh, you're not going to climb Mount Everest. Yet every single day we face our own Mount Everest that we have to climb. Every right. single day, there are things we have to do that, that we don't want to do. There are things that we need to change or change is coming, whether we like it or not. And it's what we do with it. Uh, let me share a story about this that, that had a profound effect on me as well. Yeah. So my grandpa, he's one, of, he's one of my heroes and mentors. And, and I just absolutely love this man. And he was a wildly successful entrepreneur. Didn't start out that way. He had to work up to it. And <laughs> That's how it goes. we all do. Yeah. Yep. One of my favorite bumper stickers is I became a millionaire overnight after 20 years. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, um, I'm up talking to my grandpa when all this happened. I called grandpa and I'm in tears and I say, grandpa, I need you. And he says, come up. So I go up to his house and, and we're talking and he's teaching me all these life principles and we're working through some of these things. And so we started down this path and, and uh, a couple of years later, he calls me, he says, Tyler, I need help with my computer. So I go up there and we start talking and he owns about 900 acres of land up Smithfield Canyon. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy who I used to go when I was off track for school, I go up to his house for three weeks and I learned how to work hard and farm and, you know, uh, create out of nothing and things Uh like that on the farm and all, you know, all this engineering type stuff and all these great things. And I used to pal around with grandpa and he would teach me these principles. And to me, he was just one of the smartest, wisest men I'd ever met. And he still is. And I asked him one day about money and he said, Tyler, people with good people doing good things with money are good. Bad people using money for bad things is bad. Money is not the root of all evil. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And we're driving around one day and I said, grandpa, why do you help these people with all these things? And we were hauling sod down from Idaho into Utah. And he said, I lent this guy money a while ago and he's been struggling to pay me back. So I figured if I help him um, deliver this sod and things, he'll be able to pay me back. And I said, oh, that's interesting. We went over and we helped a guy put a shed on the back of his, um, a little addition to his hay barn. My grandpa, he's, he's a giver. He's, he's service oriented. He's a philanthropist. He's just this great guy. And I said, that's interesting, grandpa. And he said, he looked at me and he said, Tyler, no one's ever taken advantage of me and no one ever will. And I thought, what? That is so weird, grandpa. Like, you're, you're <laughs> this nice talking? guy and this and that. And I mean, he's just this fantastic human, right? <laughs> and so anyway, I, I started to figure out what that meant a little bit later on. 
And it's about the choice. It's about being willing to change. So fast forward all these years later, I'm sitting in my grandpa's living room. We're having this heart to heart again. And what happened is my grandpa owns this land and he bought it from my, my, um, my great grandpa. So um, my grandma's dad is his mm-hmm. father-in-law mm-hmm. and everybody else in the family sold their land to my grandpa and my grandma and grandpa, their whole idea was we need to preserve this family heritage. It was very important to dad. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the brothers and sisters, some of my grandma's brothers and sisters didn't see it that way. They thought my grandpa was just trying to buy up all the land and push them out. Oh. One of the, one of the sisters still owns some of this land and she owns about one sixth. Well, they've never divided up this land and my grandpa's in his eighties and he knew that day was coming and he needed to get it resolved. And he has invested thousands, tens of thousands, if not probably over a hundred thousand dollars into this property, this campground, maintaining it, uh, putting mm-hmm. a bridge over this Creek and, and a hay shed and, uh, this land that he would rent out to, to farmers, to, to grow things and, and to, mm-hmm. you know, grow hay and, and to corral their cattle and all these things. And my grandpa calls my, I said, grandpa, whatever happened with all of that? And my grandpa said, well, let me tell you the story. I said, Ooh, story time with grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, I'm sitting on top of my mountain. Literally he owns a mountain. He says, I'm sitting on top of this mountain and I'm just sobbing. And I called grandma and grandma was very worried about me. Um, <laughs> and grandma said, what's wrong? And my grandpa said, I, I just, I don't know what to do. The family wants a lot of this good land that we've, you know, really kept up over the years and put all this money into and, and they can't afford to buy us out from it all. And, and I'm torn. Mm-hmm. And that moment, my grandpa decided that the family was worth way more to him than any amount of money. Right. And I said, so grandpa, what did you do? And he said, I gave them the one six they were asking for that has the new bridge on it. And that, you know, has all the land that we rent out and has mm-hmm. the hay shed. And I said, well, but grandpa, aren't they going to pay you? Like what's going on here? And he said, they, they can't afford to buy me out of all that. <laughs> and I thought, wow, my grandpa's in his eighties. No one's ever taken advantage of him and no one ever will. He's willing to change. I need to be willing to change. And no one took advantage of him because he made that decision. He chose they weren't it. taking advantage of him right. because the family was more important and it wasn't about the money. And that sets him up to leave no regrets. Exactly. Because he was willing to change. He, mm. he, can, he can go to bed every night feeling good about life. He can, you know, as he comes to the end of his years, he'll feel good about everything that's happened because he's willing to change even in his 80s. And I thought, if that man can change in his 80s and he's still learning life lessons, mm. so can I. That's inspiring. Three great points today, Tyler. Give more than you take. And that includes embrace the twitch, right? Absolutely. One moment in time can change everything and leave no regrets. That's, that's the Tyler Hurd version of live on purpose. <laughs> awesome. Tyler, <laughs> how can people get a hold of you? If they yes. want you to come speak or, or to connect with you in some other way, what's the best way? So I'm actually, my, my, my website is, is old right now and I'm working on updating it and it's coming out pretty quick here. Um, but they can go to my website, tylerherd.com. Uh, they can email okay. me. 
they can also email me at uh, Tyler at TylerHerd.com. And, and that's spelled H-E-R-D on your last name. Yeah, T-Y-L-E-R and then H-E-R-D. And they can get a hold of me either one of those ways. Um, and and then my phone number is also on there as well. It's 801-577-5924. And they can get a hold of me that way as well. And um, my my new website will be coming out with some of the things we've been talking about today uh, oh, as, as, as I evolve my, my speaking business as well. So if you visit and it's not updated yet, come on back. It will be there soon. Folks, this has been Tyler Hurd at Live On Purpose Radio today. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me today. You bet. Thank you, Paul. It was a, it was a pleasure and an honor. It's always fun when we do it like this. So it's time, everyone, to go out there and live on purpose. <laughs>